It was one of those days when it seemed to James Bond that all life, as someone put it, was nothing but a heap of six to four against. To begin with, he was ashamed of himself, a rare state of mind. He had a hangover, a bad one, with an aching head and stiff joints. When he coughed, smoking too much goes with drinking too much and doubles the hangover, a cloud of small luminous black spots swam across his vision like amoeba in pond water. The one drink too many signals itself unmistakably. His final whiskey and soda in the luxurious flat in Park Lane had been no different from the ten preceding ones, but it had gone down reluctantly and had left a bitter taste and an ugly sensation of surfeit. And although he had taken in the message, he had agreed to play just one more rubber. Five pounds a hundred, as it's the last one. He had agreed. And he had played the rubber like a fool. Even now he could see the Queen of Spades, with that stupid Mona Lisa smile on her fat face, slapping triumphantly down on his knave. The Queen, as his partner had so sharply reminded him, that had been so infallibly marked with South, and that had made the difference between a grand slam redoubled, drunkenly, for him, and four hundred points above the line for the opposition. In the end it had been a twenty-point rubber, a hundred pounds against him, important money. Again Bond dabbed with the blood-stained styptic pencil at the cut on his chin, and despised the face that stared sullenly back at him from the mirror above the washbasin. Stupid, ignorant bastard. It all came from having nothing to do. More than a month of paperwork, ticking off his number on stupid dockets, scribbling minutes that got spikier as the weeks passed, and snapping back down the telephone when some harmless section officer tried to argue with him. And then his secretary had gone down with a flu, and he'd been given a silly and worse ugly bitch from the pool who called him Sir, and spoke to him primly through a mouth full of fruit stones. And now it was another Monday morning. Another week was beginning. The May rain thrashed at the windows. Bond swallowed down two Fensics and reached for the Enos. The telephone in his bedroom rang. It was the loud ring of the direct line with headquarters. James Bond, his heart thumping faster than it should have done, despite the race across London and a fretful wait for the lift to the eighth floor, pulled out the chair and sat down and looked across into the calm, grey, damnably clear eyes he knew so well. What could he read in them? Good morning, James. Sorry to pull you along a bit early in the morning. Got a very full day ahead. Wanted to fit you in before the rush. Bond's excitement waned minutely. It was never a good sign when M addressed him by his Christian name instead of by his number. This didn't look